this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Welcome to Wonderful. Welcome. This is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rachel. Welcome to Wonderful. This is a podcast we do. We talk about things we like, things that uh, are good, and things that we are into. And it can, and if you're, it's, maybe it's your first episode, and maybe you're thinking that sounds like an incredibly sort of abstract description for the podcast. Certainly, you dial in from time to time. Um, and you're one time we talked about Thanksgiving foods. I think that's it, though. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a real grab bag, a real pinata of content. What you have to be here for is our love, ultimately. You must be here for our love. Yeah, because a lot of times we talk about things that aren't, I mean, topical. No. You know, maybe not of interest to a large number of people. You have to care about us. (laughs) You have to. You have to care about us. Period. And enjoy (laughs) our enjoyment sort of via, just sort of get, get it secondhand catharsis. Uh-huh. As we discuss things we like, things are good, things are into. <laughs> I got a small wonder. Okay. It's not small. I can't stop thinking about it. It is the, the television show, The Resort. Oh, my God. On the Peacock platform. Good Lord Almighty. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me just list off a few things. Okay. A plus cast. A double A plus. I would give it that rating. Uh, there's. It's just like every genre. Yes. You know, it's got it's got Kristen Malati. It's got William Jackson Harper, uh, who played Cheedy in Good Place. Nick Offerman's up in it. It's yes. got Skylar Gisondo uh, from Booksmart. Yeah. Uh, and uh, The Quarry, the recent uh, virtual horror game that I showed you Cyber Gisondo's face. Yeah. Inside of, which is very easy. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, out of sight. there's like romance, there's mystery, there's just super. Yeah, super there's like a sci fi element. Yeah. It's, it is fantastic. It is, uh, it's set in a, uh, a resort in the Yucatan Peninsula. And it is, it, it, I don't want to tell you really much anything uh, more no. than that. It's, it's got like, I don't know that a show's mystery has hooked me this hard since, like, Lost. And that's yeah. about as high praise as I can possibly give yeah. a show of this of this type. Um, yeah, we, we are all caught up. We watched the whole season thus far yes. in a series of days. It is still airing. I think there's seven episodes out as you, as you hear this now. And uh, can't, can't recommend it enough. If you're a mystery fan, mm-hmm. uh, it's, man, alive, it's great. Every episode, there's like a moment where I'm like, wow, this is a really great television show, huh? Yeah. Uh, You got anything? Oh, I get so caught up in your small wonders sometimes. Well, I'm a weaver of dreams and (laughs) fantasies and nightmares. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll say, you know, our son started kindergarten. He did. And that's been pretty great so far. Yeah. And he's already valedictorian. Got an email (laughs) this morning. Like, you're smart, boy. He's A plus 100%. And we we're like, whoa, I thought they didn't do that in kindergarten. I, I will say the first day of school was so idyllic for us. I felt like I was living in a fantasy because yes. we were able to walk him to school and it was just us and throngs of other people with their children just walking up the hill towards the school. And it was just like the most wholesome thing ever. Very, very good city living stuff, which is like why we moved here. And it was really great to see it all kind of actually happen for sure. Uh, Yeah, man, it's been great. Yeah. It's been really, really great. uh, 
Big Son comes home with just like the right number of anecdotes yeah. to like tell us a story of his day and they've all been so good. They've been delightful. Uh, I will say not great is that the walk we do is slightly uphill, not a steep grade, but just enough that when I reach the school, I have a flop sweat yeah. going. Well, it's because the humidity is like 80% here. Yeah, that is, we do need to do something about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we talk to the mayor or Or if who. we have some of our friends in Texas send us like a box of dry air that, that we, we can we release. sort of surround ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Or I just baby powder my torso. Oh. Or I just exclusively wear black shirts. That, but that's just going to make me even sweatier. It's can just, I tell no you that was definitely it. that was a philosophy for me in high school. I was oh. I was a very sweaty teen. Wow. That was kind of what puberty did to me. Is yeah. I was constantly sweaty, and and the black t shirt is always your friend. Hey, speaking of sweaty teens and puberty, I'd like to talk about my topic today. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't think you're going to know anything about my topic, and that's okay because I would like to te- teach you about yeah. the the wonders of neopets i am here to learn (laughs) neopets Um, is this something you participated in yes so neopets came out in 1999 uh when i was a 12 year old boy is this post tamagotchi this is in the same say it is slightly post tamagotchi but it's very much also in that same sort of window of time neopets was a browser i was it is because it's still a thing which is wild a browser-based virtual pet game question mark i had this reminds me of a program on cd-rom that we had at my house that was all about cats and you could have your own little cat and you could brush it and feed it but it it was not (laughs) web-based yes the web-based nature of neopets is mostly one while i was prepping this and learning all about how neopets changed because i have not played it since uh i don't know my sophomore year of high school maybe can you, can you remember anything about your pet and or pets uh i had a dragon oh that's about it okay um <laughs> while i was sort of prepping this i realized that like really kind of what this topic is is like the wonder of early internet and i don't mean like darpa laboratory early internet but like Everyone has internet now, internet. Like you got a you got an AOL disc in the mail that gives you yeah. internet and now that anyone can get it. Uh not anyone obviously, but more people have it, right? And Neopets was the first thing that I can remember doing where I was like, "Oh, I can kind of do this thing that I like doing, which is playing a game. Uh but I can do it in websites." And how just thrilling that was as a concept. Did it, was it able to like, did you create like a login or was it yes. just every, okay, I didn't know if yeah, every you had time a login. was like a fresh experience. It was not, um, it was not, at least when it started out, like an animated, like Flash or Java interactive thing. It was all websites. You would click the Feed My Neopet button and then it would take you to another web page showing you I don't know, a happy JPEG of your magic fox. Oh my God. And, it's, and it shows that a, bar, a number has increased. And then you refresh the page to go back to Neopia, the hub world, where all of the Neopets experiences are stored. It's basically just like indexed <laughs> web pages. It was not like press WASD to move your character around and okay. press F to launch the fireball. Like, not that, just web pages. Okay. A- and we fucking loved it that way (laughs) 
was there like a like a server situation where you would yes so it i mean not it, okay so now we're getting into club penguin territory I do know about that. Okay, you know about it. I'm guessing you didn't experience it. No, I didn't. No, I was working at a boys and girls club and we would bring the kids to a computer lab and they would be allowed to access a certain number of websites and one of them was Was Club Club Penguin. Penguin. Yes, Club Penguin was way more interactive. It had like actual interactive games, which I'm sure Neopets, I know for a fact Neopets now like has that stuff. Uh, But this this was not that. This was just it was the equivalent of playing like a an adventure game on a graphing calculator like that's about the level of interactivity that we were talking about uh but it was a huge monster hit i have very wrongly assumed that it was just this weird corner of the internet that people of my generation and honestly probably younger than me like remember fondly uh but wasn't like a, a a phenomenon i am Super wrong about that. Basically, it launched in November 1999, and by the end of the year, it was getting like 600,000 page views a day, which for the era is so much. Yeah. So, so much. They had to like find investors right away because they couldn't afford to keep this thing alive. Uh, And... Uh, they went on to sell it to Viacom, uh, who basically used it as a like a advertising platform for Nickelodeon and the products that they advertised. Uh, they sold it for like 160 million dollars in 2004. So like it was not some weird little you know uh, corner of the internet like the many many like flash cartoon websites that existed around that time. Like this was a monster thing. They had toys for sale at like Target and other big stores. Like in the early aughts, uh, they had like Happy Meal toys of Neopets. All of this stuff that I don't, I did not know really was was uh, part of the so the wave. There was there like a limit, like you couldn't customize, or were there like set characters? Like how do you make a toy out of something that? Is so individual. You didn't really customize, right? Like there were different breeds of Neopets that you could that you could find. Very, very, very limited number of of, of them at the the start of. Oh, Neopets. and I should ask too: Were these like real deal animals, or were they like Pokemon? It ran the gamut. Okay, some real deal animals, some like you did weird... say dragon earlier. Yeah, not a real animal, a dragon, except Komodo dragon, which is confusing <laughs> to our sons and me, uh, adult. Um, yeah, you could like the level of interactivity. Eventually they would add like a battle mode where you could make the pets fight, uh, and, and other sort of very like rudimentary interactive elements. But for the most part, it was like, I'm going to go to the video store with my Neopet to find it a video to increase its mood, or I'm going to the pet store to get my Neopet a pet, which was called, if memory serves, a pet pet. (laughs) Which is very good. Or to, I, I'm going to get this magic paintbrush that's going to change the color of my Neopet to some rare variant. And then people will see it. And How did you I'm get cooler. currency? Uh, through Neo Points uh, is, is, I believe, what they are called. Uh, and some of that was through the very in- limited game interactive elements. There was a tree that you could go to, I think, like once a day to like get a gift. And oh. so you would see, like, maybe it was Neo points, maybe it was, uh, you know, some some paintbrush, maybe it was X, Y, or Z, right? Um, it was not a great game, 
But there was something really, really exciting about loading up Internet Explorer, which you could do from any computer at the library or at your school or at home and access this this game that could be anywhere all at once, right? That was a, such a foreign concept back back when Neopets first launched and was just enough to be like, oh my God, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is something that we can do. And obviously, like, if you take that idea to its, you know, inevitable extreme where we are now with, like, you know, the biggest company in the world investing in metaverse shit, like it's it it kind of follows that there's like a through there's a thread connecting those b- between neopets yeah. and the metaverse yeah. the matrix uh-huh. um and that's that's just wild but to like extrapolate that out there was so much stuff about the early internet that wasn't like oh here's a different version of this thing or here's here's a different way to do this thing with the internet it was realizing the capabilities of like what the internet as a service could do like oh shit i can play a game on here that's accessible from anywhere or uh oh shit i can download i'm really aging myself but like they might be giants released an mp3 only album and like it made headlines and it was so like oh shit like i can just download this from my computer legally and listen to or burn it to a CD. Like there were all of these things that were thrilling because they felt like discoveries. They felt like genuine innovations that would change the way that like I consumed media. And I don't know that like we are going to hit a sprint like that in my lifetime again. Maybe, maybe we will, but, but like now it's, uh, uh, NFTs, which like Neopets recently dabbled in, much to the <laughs> chagrin of their uh, uh, vocal community. Um, I it, it and this is not old man yells at cloud shit. Like I, you know, obviously am very invested in tech shit and gaming stuff, and yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about where all that is going. But there was this age of innocence where. We had a computer in our house. We got the internet on it. And then for the next like four years, just constantly, it was like, oh my God, like I can do, I can do that Yeah, on internet. I can't imagine what it's like all of you sharing that. Bad. Space. It was yeah. very bad. Because <laughs> that's what I used to do. I used to come home from school and I would immediately get on the computer yeah. until dinner time, basically. Yeah. You know, playing my games and talking to my friends. I mean, there was a time where me... Justin, Travis, and Dad were all playing EverQuest <laughs> on our one computer. Did you have a schedule? Did you have like a set post? We had time limits. Okay. Uh, so it was like an hour. You could play EverQuest for an hour and then uh, had to get bumped off. But then we also uh, didn't have broadband until we were, Yeah, because your phone line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like we couldn't That was always a big calls. deal. Yeah. We had some app or some software downloaded where like if you did get a phone call people could like leave a message and you would hear it but like if i'm raiding you know the lower <laughs> the lower duck i'm not going to just like stop my raid do you know uh, what i mean yeah like sorry aunt dana like i know it's urgent and you need <laughs> us to get back to you but like i i'm i'm trying to farm ogres or whatever uh-huh anyway 
all that to say, I'm a million years old. No, all that to say, like, I, I don't know. I, I loved that era because it felt so unpredictable. Because there also wasn't, like, there weren't blogs necessarily that I was following. It was all word of mouth. And so you would hear about, like, I remember the first time somebody brought me to their house and showed me like, oh yeah, I downloaded all this shit on Napster and I, do you want a CD? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. All of that was like super, super fun and exciting. And I also know like looking back at it now, I would feel like a space alien if I could go back to those days yeah. and be like, yeah, guys, that's a picture of a wolf. You need to calm down. I was just talking to my friend the other day about that. Her daughter just started college and- is you know kind of having that moment of like how do i make friends and i was telling her like oh yeah i used to walk around the quad with my disc man at night uh by myself and just that concept of carrying around yeah, a disc man is insane yeah anyway uh i'm uncomfortable with how sort of like uh back in my day this bit was no, I think um, I, I think you have appropriately focused on the advance of technology and not this it nostalgia. Wasn't it wasn't better yeah. than it is now. Because, no. like, obviously now, like, I can yeah. put a fucking, like, three-pound headset on my face and be in virtual reality, like, yeah. anywhere. Like, that's undeniably very sick. Of course, yeah. Uh, but, man, it was just, you felt like just the... Just the gods were coming down from the mountain like every week. Like, oh, you want to watch a movie on your computer? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, can I steal you away? Yes. Cool. We have a grumbo bob here, and I, I can I read it? Because it is for future Isabel, Philip, and Noel, and it is from past Isabel, who screamed into the time tunnel. Hi, future Isabel, Philip, and Noel. You're all wonderful, and I hope you're enjoying some of your favorite wonders. Ice cream, pole, Veronica Mars, satay prawns. I almost said stray prawns. Prawns that free-range prawns, they broke out of the containment unit. No, satay prawns. Uh, couch Cuddles, Pokemon, Mount Stromeo, Rue Tales, and of course, your family. Near and far, Sydney trip soon. Glad Bethany got you onto the McElroy and Zelda shares the love with you. There's a lot of Australia in this. There's a tremendous amount of Australia. It took me on a journey, I would say, to the to below the equator. Uh, and I had a great time. Went to the opera house. <laughs> Hung out with all my Australian friends. Uh-huh. I have did other Australia things. Did other Australia things. Yes. Yeah. That I to I do know about. Beach. Uh -huh. Beach. Mm, yes. Bondi Bondi Beach. Yeah, what did we watch? We watched some kind of like It was humiliating. Whatever it was is not the kind of thing I want to talk show? about on the show. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> have a have have a good Australia. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis -vis, um, website design or website functionality. And you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be 
the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time? Yeah, you can do that also. Anything is possible! That's um there for the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial they had. That was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow. background. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Hey, head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. This week, the greatest discovery becomes greatest trek. That's because greatest trek is for way more than just discovery. We're the hit show on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come check it out for our funny and formative recaps of all the new stuff this Star Trek industrial complex churns out. It's in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. It's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big, dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! You ready? Yes. My topic this yeah, week yeah. is the secret passageway. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Just the, just the general idea of a, of yeah. a hidden passageway. Okay. Yeah, I mean the fact that they I mean they have obviously existed in television and film and literature. Yeah. Uh but like 
this is a real thing yeah, that for like, sure. you see now in buildings and has a kind of, in a lot of ways, always existed, uh, which is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like my introduction to it was probably Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And that, you know, wasn't wasn't like functional in the way that you know it is in other what do you mean pieces of media well just the idea that you would walk through a wardrobe and end up in a fantasy land yeah no that was sort of the whole yeah conceit of the not like not like in the more traditional sense of like you lift a book on a bookcase and it swings open are we sure that they didn't just have a big sort of annex on that house <laughs> that the that rich weird family had that just you went through the wardrobe and it was actually a functioning door to like this weird that would be a different sort of story altogether. Yeah, right. Because then like then the creatures they they can come in. They your can space. come into. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, that's a little too much. Have a lion. In Aslan, your like great, great yeah. dude, great hang. Do not need a lion uh-huh. in my real house where I eat and sleep and take care of two kids. <laughs> Just standing at your refrigerator in the middle of the night. Yeah, like, going through your leftovers. I don't need to see that. No, I'll come to you. <laughs> Uh, so super functional, like now it's, it's just kind of like a novelty thing for yeah. most people. Uh, but in, in history, uh, prohibition, obviously speakeasies, like getting, getting to where you could get the, the illegal alcohol, uh, also in medieval castles, yeah. you know, like trying to escape, um, and- I know in some like, uh, like European cities, they have alleys that are like intentionally kind of confusing, for yeah. sort of general defense purposes. Yeah. Uh, and also Underground Railroad. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of secret passageways. Um, I uh, I was trying to think, like, how how is this a thing in media? You know, like, I know I've seen this in a number of things. My immediate recognition was through those, like, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, but also The Adams Family. Uh, had the book that said greed on it and that was how you would get oh that was in adam's uh-huh. fa- okay interesting young frankenstein with the candlestick so fucking funny that was that is always the very first thing that comes to mind <laughs> um indiana jones uh last crusade oh yeah uh, this there's a lot there's a lot there there is um so the thing that made me think of this. Our our house currently has a lot of like those cabinet doors that you kind of push to open. Yeah, like they have a magnetic latch that you have to kind of push in to, and then pull out to disengage. Yeah, and so one wall of our entryway is like closet space, and so we have like coats, and then Griffin has some like tools, and we have reusable bags, and then one of the doors you push, and it opens to our downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It is indistinguishable. Yeah. And so it's a real stuff. fun showpiece for us so far when people come over, and it's also a really great way to like sell a playroom to Henry, because it's like you're going to have like a secret entrance to your yeah. playroom. Which is fun now. It will be less fun when he's, you know, down there playing violent games without <laughs> us knowing and Smoking reefer. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. It's not hurting anyone. I guess we know. I mean, if he's five. Well, is, yeah, I, uh, I'm hopeful that we have a little time before that happens. Yeah. Um. So there's there's like companies now that do this. That is not surprising at all. Uh, You can go to a company called Creative Home Engineering. 
Uh, and they specialize in building concealed doors into bookshelves, walls, mirrors, wardrobes, staircases, closets, fireplaces, and even vintage phone booths. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've done a segment on Richard Garriott's yes. castle. Okay. Yeah, that I just was the other sure thing. I just want to make sure we hadn't duplicated uh-huh. this topic before. Uh and uh, I will also say this is like a thing in like offices now, like companies. Like you had yes. mentioned this right at Polygon at one point. Yeah, I think I can say this because the the Vox office isn't there anymore. But the floor that the Vox office was on had like a bookshelf right behind the front entrance reception that had. It wasn't like you pull a book. It was like a magnet lock. Only like the magnet was in some in some book that you had to position in just the right way and then it would disengage the lock and open the thing. It was very cool. But also like we had so much equipment in that room. <laughs> in that airtight like room. Hot. It was constantly <laughs> sweltering. Yeah, it's never I mean in the olden days, super functional. Now, kind of a novelty more than anything. Abs- it's 100% a novelty. There are a lot of companies that do it uh, to kind of like generate buzz about their workplaces. You yeah. know, like when you bring people there, you're super excited. Uh, Google has a, a reading area hidden behind a bookcase. Uh, Weber Shandwick, which is a marketing company, has a wall-to-wall bookcase with a section that can be pushed in. Of course. Uh, Shutterstock in the Empire State Building uh, has like a a whole like area uh, that you can sneak away for like table tennis yoga. (sighs) That's fine. Yeah. I want something like (laughs) dangerous. Don't you? Like if we were to do this, like I would want a chess set where you have to arrange the pieces in a very specific way. Uh And then like a hole opens in a ground in the ground to like a 50 foot ladder down to just like this dank oubliette that is that is inescapable and you keep like like books down yeah, there. Yeah, say, why like, would you want to go down there? <laughs> well, the books have like bones and stuff on them. Like bone okay. book, like scary bone books uh-huh. that have like um Is this like an Evil Dead reference right now? No, I mean it's not. It, I'm the Necronomicon is is a fake thing, but bone books, bone books, which are books that have bones on them that do have scary incantations uh-huh. and stuff, or possibly an episode of Wishbone that has worked its way into your subconscious. Yes. Also, bone books does sound like pornographic <laughs> oh, magazines. No, I didn't even think of that. Well, now you have. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. I would keep in my chess oubliette. My my bone books. Uh, I would not <laughs> tell you about it. You would never find my oubliette. It would be a secret to everyone. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't have a whole lot more than that. No, they're great. It's super great. There is a place that I was taken to in D.C. called the Mirror. Oh yeah. I was in town visiting my friends, and it's this bar. It's like a what looks like an abandoned storefront, and you go downstairs and you walk in, and there's just a big full size mirror on the wall. And it is a door into a hidden bar. That's fun. Yeah. I went to a place, I think in the East Village, uh, that my friends took me to that is like a hot dog restaurant, but there's a phone booth. And you pick up the phone and you talk to the receptionist like on the other end. Oh my God. And then the back wall of the phone booth opens up and it lets you into like a very hip cocktail bar. Yeah. It was was very fun (laughs) and also good cocktails. And then- when I had had a few drinks, good hot dogs. <laughs> it was like the ideal evening. 
Yeah, that sounds like it was designed specifically for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like almost too much. There's a part of me that that kind of bristles at it because I'm like, this is too much. This but is But you silly. want one too. But then it's also kind of like, I'm really glad that people are doing this. It yeah. is it is silly, but it is adventurous. Uh, and, and I like that combination. I do too. Uh, I also like Bowen and Augustus because they let us use uh, our theme song, Money Won't Pay, which you can find a link to in the episode description. Um, long as we're talking about things we like, MaximumFun.org has all the podcasts that your body craves. Yeah. Um, and you need to listen to your body sometimes because sometimes it's like, stop podcasting yourself. I would encourage those of you who are members that had access to bonus content. You still have that access and some shows are still putting out new content and mm. stop podcasting yourself is one of them. Yeah. They put out like new monthly contact in that feed. So Get over there. On their grind, mm-hmm. those gentlemen are. Uh, we have merch over at McElroyMerch.com. We got some shows coming up. Uh, you can find out all about that at bit.ly slash McElroy Tour, uh, or perhaps McElroy Tours. You know what? Just go to McElroy.family, and I'm sure yeah, you'll find a link. We got stuff coming up in Denver, Detroit, Cincinnati, Washington, D.C. We are also going to be at Dragon Con this, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Uh, so if you're in Atlanta and you're coming to Dragon Con, uh, go, go to that macroy.family website. You can find uh, all of our scheduled stuff. We got some photo op stuff and a few panels and a uh, bunch of bunch of fun stuff that we're going to be doing while we're there. I think that's it. <laughs> uh-huh. Did I say that loud? Yeah, it seemed very loud to me. Okay. Well, why don't you do now I feel self-conscious. Uh, see, I, I always try to be too casual. This is why we're a good balance. Yeah. You know, know it reminds me of two <laughs> two characters. Characters, one of which was very sort of cool and sort of level-headed, and not, the other character was sort of a foil to that. This because she me. was like very weird and spirited <laughs> and loud. This leads me to a uh, something I want to put out in the universe, which is um, how do we get somebody involved with that program mm. to sit down with us, make a decision as to our Dharma and Gregness. Oh, okay. And, and that's, that's our bonus episode. Can we, can we make some phone calls and see if we can make that happen? We probably could get Jenna Elfman on the horn. I wouldn't even need, I wouldn't even, I would don't just, even, I don't okay. even need, I mean, obviously incredible that that's number one on my list. I but... think I accidentally met Chuck Lore once. <sighs> Yeah, I don't want him. I don't want him. But somebody like even somebody who just like, you know, was like a PA or something like they don't even have to be like number one. On if the you call worked sheet. on Dharma and Greg <laughs> or know someone who did call our hotline. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.